Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me, as he does from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Oliver Oxide. Hello, all. How's everybody? Excellent. How about yourself? Super, thank you. Excellent. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Doc Pinko, Steve Cloutier. How you doing? Good. So, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 16, Vincent Van Gogh. I didn't know we were in search of him. I thought we knew where he was. Apparently, we don't. Um, or, apparently, there's things we don't know about him. Um, Oliver, what were your impressions of this episode? No, Leonard does a passion project. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. Uh, well, I, I I was surprised wow. because the theory that they put forth during this, they don't use the actual name, but I wasn't aware that this theory was around in 1979, 1980. I thought it came a little bit later. So, um, the, yeah, we'll get into it, but the, it, it, it's, I just found it interesting that they had this idea way back then hmm. about Van Gogh and, and everything that surrounded him. Right. Steve. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very conflicted on this episode because hmm. there were some really interesting things about it. But, I mean, and again, it's ni- 1979. Mm-hmm. Some of the attitudes towards mental illness, perhaps, were, were a little dated. Right. Right. Like, he, he, he kept saying things like, can a madman paint good paintings? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that whole idea of just, like, being mad and all that kind of stuff. Right. The language is very dated. Mm-hmm. You know. Well. En- enough of us. Let's uh, let's let's hear from the star of the show. In this case, we mean that. As an actor, I have portrayed Theo, the little-known brother of artist Vincent Van Gogh. Somehow, I related so strongly to the story of the two brothers that I became obsessed with Theo's struggle to defend Vincent and to prove that he was not insane. Most people, including many experts, believe that Vincent van Gogh was mad. His brother didn't. And I have evidence that he was right. I'm gonna gonna throw a spoiler out there. What was the evidence? Because I didn't see it or hear it or, you know, anything. Yeah, there's no evidence whatsoever. No. And, you know, this kind of made me sad as an opener because it's like, oh, Leonard, you're always second banana. <laughs> it's like, you know, he, he didn't get to, he didn't get to portray Vincent. You, you know, it was his little known brother, Theo. <laughs> uh, I just I just kind of thought, oh, that's sad, Leonard. Yeah, it's a, it's a personal journey for Leonard Nimoy. And he did write this episode. Yes, he did. I, I wrote that was my, that was my last note written by Leonard Nimoy. I was like, wow, he, I, and I'm gonna say he did a good job. You know, it, it's it's a complete story, 
I you know we don't have a resolution at the end, but you know he did he did a good job of conveying what we know and what you know what he knows. So am I right? Am I off base? No, I I think you're right on base. So. You are stuck at third base, my friend. Okay. You are stuck at third base. That's always the case. Uh, uh, Van Gogh was a great artist. Um, though I like a lot of his stuff, not all of it. Uh, but I'm not an artist, so my brother, my brother loves Van Gogh. My brother's an artist, so. <laughs> um, so in this episode, Nimoy is going to convince, try to convince us that, um. Vincent Van Gogh was not insane. Um, and I will say, because there, there is a section in here where they show him walking down the street. And I got to say, those pants don't leave anything to the imagination. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. We, we know Leonard's Jewish. We know. <laughs> I only have three clips for this episode, so we're going to have to do a lot of talking. If we just want, not about just not about Leonard's pants. No, please. no, 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 no. Uh, so, and I did not know this. Uh, Van Gogh and Gauguin uh, lived together. Yes, and they fought regularly. Yes. So, were they married? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems like they fought like a married couple. Um. Anyone have anything to uh, add here? I can just see Gauguin yelling at Van Gogh for not taking out the garbage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we come to the second clip. Yes, I. You know, this is going to be a short episode. I guarantee you, folks. Uh, but this is this is a story of Gauguin and uh, Van Gogh and one one of their fights, and also a very famous uh, incident. Was it the agitation of the argument? Was it alcohol? Was it illness? What triggered the famous events which followed? According to Gauguin's version of the story, he took a walk into the night. He was being followed. It was Vincent with a razor. In the conservatory. Gauguin later reported, I stared him down with a look. What really happened we will never know. Then, Vincent performed the act most widely presented as evidence of his insanity. He went back to his room and severed half his ear. Later that night, he delivered a bizarre gift to a prostitute named Rachel at a local brothel and said, Gardez cet objet précieusement. Guard this object carefully. It was the severed ear. So there you go. Um, I, I did, as you could probably tell, I cut a lot out of that clip. It would have been two and a half minutes long had I, uh, <laughs> had I kept all the sound effects and all the, all the music in there and it would have been is, really irritating. There is a lot of exposition in this. Yes. <laughs> in yes. this episode. Yes. So, uh, Van Gogh gave himself an earectomy and, uh, delivered the piece of the ear to a prostitute. I, I should also point out that Van Gogh said, claimed that he never had any memory of this. Really? So it seems to be some to have been some kind of mental break. Hmm. Um, and so he has no memory of this. And th- and that's that's why you know the, a lot of people doubt the 
Gauguin's story because hmm. very very few people actually liked Gauguin. Um, and so, cause he, he always tried to be the tough guy. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, the story that you, he tells of, you know, staring down Van Gogh kind of, a lot of people don't necessarily believe that. I, I picture, uh, I, I picture, you know, in, in the, uh, movie or wherever, you know, Nimoy played Theo, you know, Nimoy giving that a look that, you know, would just scare you and it doesn't scare me at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Nimoy could really give a scary look, but you know, no, not really. <laughs> uh, I guess we should bring up the the point now that the theory was, or the theory, well, I should say was, because one of the things that this episode presents is two other options that I kind of thought about as well. Um, the theory that the reason that he cut off his ear, it was that he was schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And that he was hearing voices, and as schizophrenics do, and uh, this was the reason that he cut off the ear to stop the voices. A couple of things. Um, Usually we know now that schizophrenia begins when you're about 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't really show itself in the story of Van Gogh. Now, I don't know whether he started having this when he was 19 or 20 and didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's the common theory. Now, as I said before, I thought that that was a newer theory than 1979, so it was kind of interesting to see it there. But as we go through his behavior, um, I'm beginning to think that he may have been what we consider now to be bipolar. Hmm. Yeah. Because they they bring up an instance where he painted 70 paintings in 30 days or something like that, mm-hmm. or 30 paintings in 70 days. Mm-hmm. And that's the mark of of someone who's bipolar is that that they go into these deep, deep wells of depression, and then when they come out of them, it's it's like a burst of energy. So they uh, they they asked a question, you know, something like, you know, how could someone who's going mad, you know, or how could somebody's work be soaring if they're going mad? And I thought about it's like I think his work was soaring possibly because he was going mad. Yeah, they're they're, they're mutually exclusive. Oh yeah, they they don't have one. To, one doesn't have to do with the other one. Or some sometimes you know you're you know uh, uh, an altered mental state could you know really when when you let I'm I'm trying I'm trying to say this in a way that isn't offensive, but you know. You know, if somebody is having a mental break, they could possibly, you know, they're doing they're doing stuff possibly on canvas that they wouldn't be able to do, you know, in in their right mind. So, you know, is his work, you know, is his painting changing because, you know, he's going going insane? Well, one of the things I find very fascinating about that theory is is one of the things that Van Gogh is very regarded for um, is his is his use of perspective. Um, when you look at his paintings, uh, you look at the perspective of them, and mm-hmm. all of them are just bang on right, yeah. um, which is always the mark of a good artist because they've got the eye for it. it, it if he was having, they bring up also epilepsy in this, which I don't right. think I don't think he had mm-hmm. because. I don't think that he would have that semblance of control 
if he was having, yeah. you know, even even petite mall seizures. I mean, I don't think that that would have been consistent with. I, I'm beginning to think the bipolar thing because the other thing that he brought up was that this happened every three months, hmm. so it kind of went in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not. I'm not an expert on schizophrenia, but I don't think that happens in schizophrenia, where you go through lucid, and then you know on a regular pattern. Right. I don't I, know. I, I have no idea. Um, but. Yeah, he was diagnosed with epilepsy, and he admitted it, admitted himself into an asylum. And I think that's when he painted, like, 70 paintings in 30 days. Yeah, that was after this. That was the second one. The first one, ah. they didn't treat it very nicely, and then he left for ah. St. Remy. I think it was. Yeah, St. Remy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Van Gogh sold one painting in his lifetime. And then he died, and you know, suddenly his work is worth billions as a collective. So, um, isn't that always the case? My podcast is going to be worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars when I'm gone. So, <laughs> well, it's the it's the um, it's the famous Belushi quote about Elvis mm-hmm. when he found out that Elvis died. Belushi went good career move. <laughs> um, he would have uh, so uh, he would have more of these attacks. These you know either you know bipolar or or epileptic fits or what whatever whatever it was uh, followed by recovery and lots of work. You know, he would do even more painting. And according to Nimoy, that's hardly the pattern of a madman. Or is it? Well, again, we're using the generic term madman. Right, exactly. What does yeah. that right. mean? I mean, that, that, that's, I mean, that's, and that's the thing is, is like, what is a madman? I mean, mm-hmm. you know. I, I didn't, I didn't get any of the, of this part. You know, Van Gogh was, he was named. <laughs> He was named after his stillborn brother from a year yeah. earlier, who was that born. That was creepy. Yeah, exactly one year before Van Gogh was born. It was like I I was watching that, and I think my first reaction was like, "Ew." Yeah, that's yeah, and it, you know to subject you know <laughs> look there there's who you're named after. Pointing, pointing down to a gravestone on the ground. You know. Um, yeah. I always make the joke. I always make the joke that I hate how kids are raised these days. But then I look back at something <laughs> like that, and I'm going, "Well, maybe I don't have a point. Yeah. I don't know because that is seriously <laughs> effed up." Uh huh. Yes, it is. Um. So we're only at the 15 minute mark, and I am down to my last few notes. <laughs> But uh, he finally, I mean, I understand. I mean, this was a vanity project. So Mm -hmm. there's not, I mean, it's 22 minutes of, of Leonard, you know, fulfilling a contract writer. The, the, the problem is, um, like I have three clips. Uh, if I would have gotten more, I mean, I would have just like recorded the entire episode because it was just lots of long clips, you know, it was lots of long speaking sections and it's like 
I don't like cutting them off. I do have one long speaking section coming up. It's almost two minutes. Um, but so back to the episode, uh, uh, Van Gogh went out, he took his, uh, paint box, his easel, his canvas and a gun out to a field. Now the question is, did he paint before he shot himself and what did he paint? And, you know. Well, that's the strange thing about art. That would be the most, if he did, that would be the most valuable oh, part of the piece yeah. of his collection. <laughs> but he shot himself and somehow managed to get back to his room, which that's dedication. Yeah, he shot himself in the chest. Oh, okay. Ow. Wow, I thought I, I thought at first he shot himself in the head. I did not because they no. they just said he shot himself. They didn't no, say he shot where. himself in the chest. So, so I have one clip left, and it is the two minute clip that I that I am alluding to, and this is the this this is the death scene, and well, I'll talk to it after this. I'll talk about it after this. When Theo stepped into this room. He expected to find his brother either unconscious or dead. He was shocked to find Vincent sitting up in his bed, calmly smoking his pipe. Vincent asked his brother not to cry. He said, I did it for the good of everyone. Dr. Gachet said that Vincent's wound wasn't really that serious and Vincent had a strong constitution. His chances of recovery were good, but Vincent was very stubborn about it. It seemed as though he was determined to succeed in his own death. He said, I've been a failure at so many things in my lifetime. I hope I haven't failed at this as well. Theo held his hands and they talked late into the night and then Theo said I felt his hands weaken and his voice grew fainter I sat on the bed I cradled him in my arms I kissed his face and he looked up at me and he said Teo I wish I could die like this and then said Teo he closed his eyes and I felt his heart stop. I held him close. I didn't want to let him go. I felt his soul lingering near me for those next few moments. And then something went out of me. And he was gone. So I'm just going to give him credit right there for a very good dramatic uh yeah, good dramatic exposition there. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, well, I, I he um, I, I looked it up a bit, and he played um, Teo, his uh, Vincent Van Gogh's brother, in a one-man show called Vincent, hmm. um, in 1979. So this was sort of I probably just after he had done 
the performance on stage. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was a stage show. He, he, there was a television movie uh, of it in 1981. Ah, okay. So, so I, I suspect that that's what it is that he was mm-hmm. just coming off of this one man show uh, and wanted to do it. Hmm. I did not know that. Thank you. I'm going to drop a Columbo reference and say Go this ahead. was kind of, I think is his kind of blueprint for murder episode. <laughs> Because there's an episode of Columbo called Blueprint for Murder. Well done, Steve. Well done. And Peter Falk directed it. Wow. And Peter Falk also got it into his contract that he could direct one episode. Hmm. Um, and he, re- he he said that he was going to leave if they didn't let him direct it. So they let him direct Blueprint, Blueprint for Murder. Wow. So I suspect that that's what Nimoy did. He said, you know, you've given me all these crappy scripts. Um, <laughs> let me do one on, on Vincent Van Gogh. You gave me the Mexican pyramids episode. Let me do exactly. Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> After San Andreas fault, you owe me big. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Theo, by the way, died six months later, uh, after his brother. So, and as we said, this episode was written by Leonard Nimoy. Was it also produced by him and directed? And, uh, you know, was he also the, uh, the, the production supervisor? Oh no, that was Kay Hoffman. Uh, (laughs) Never forget Kay. Never forget Kay. He is the patron saint of this podcast. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm at the end of my notes. Does anyone have anything to, uh, to add, to add about, you know, four minutes to this episode? Either uh, way, we're just re- getting really good at doing in search of episodes. I, I, I can, I can say some other theories about his illness. Sure. Go ahead. Um, uh, many Aries, uh, disease, which mm-hmm. is an inner ear disease for balance. Okay. That that came that came about because he cut off his ear. Ah, okay. Um, you know, so there was some kind of inner ear thing. Um, lead poisoning hmm. has been put forward as a possible. That could be um, very true. Thing. Yeah, he was he was licking his canvas. And now all the paints, all the, all the paints Wait, were made yeah. with lead pigment. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, uh, and the most recent one is borderline personality disorder. Hmm. Hmm. So and, and then. Uh, Epilepsy and bipolar has also been suggested, um, as Oliver has also suggested. The problem is nobody will ever, you know, we'll never know. Because you can't make a diagnosis without, you know, actually seeing the patient. Well, and and not only that, I mean, the the level of understanding of mental illness in Van Gogh's time... Mm -hmm. Uh, meant that they they probably couldn't accurately diagnose him anyway. No, right? You know. So, um, uh, could c- we could we say maybe it was aliens? I, you know, this isn't search. Of, so. <laughs> <laughs> he was replaced by aliens. It was the Minoans. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, Oliver. Anything else to add? No, I'm good. Thank you. Good. Uh, did we did we uh, at least like this episode? I mean, meh. Is it yeah, is it right. uh, better better than Weather Channel or yes? Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. 
Uh, was it better than the San Andreas Fault? Oh, my God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, all righty. Oliver, tell people where they can find you on the Internet. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter, at Oliver Rockside. Steve. I, too, am on Twitter, at Doc Pinko. And you can find me at Alien CG, and you can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. Hey, Vince, can you hear me? Have a good <laughs> week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya. <laughs>